More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, have no fear at all. Our fear and anxiety holding you back. Worry no longer. We've got the grace-filled tips you need to reclaim your courage and recapture your peace. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about anxiety on our show titled Have No Fear at All. Are fear, worry, or anxiety holding you back? Well, worry no longer. We've got the grace-filled tips you need to reclaim your courage and recapture your peace. Give us a call. The number is 877 573 Seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. And tell us, are you worried about a particular challenge in your life or relationships? Maybe fear is holding you back from saying or doing something that you feel is important, but you can't quite get yourself to do it. Are you worried about the state of the church or the world? Or you just feel this sort of constant undercurrent of anxiety, and you're not exactly sure why, but it's robbing your peace. Whatever the situation is, give us a call. Let us help you, as I said, reclaim your courage and recapture your peace. Again, the number is 877-573-7825. Or maybe you're concerned about somebody in your life who really seems to have a lot of worries right now, some anxiety going on. And you just don't know what to say or do to help them. If you say certain things, you're afraid that you're going to make it worse or make them feel like you don't really hear them or understand what they're going through. But you feel like you have to do something because this person is in your life and and really suffering in that way. Or you're actually responsible, maybe, for helping to raise that person. Or they're an adult parent of yours and you're thinking, I don't want them to go through this kind of worry and fear in their life. They've done so much for me. Whether it's you or someone you care about, if you're dealing with feeling anxious, being worried, real fears of things, let's talk about this today. Because God wants us to be able to live in his grace. He offers that to us, but it can sometimes be a little tricky to tap into it in a way that calms our fears, gives us a way forward, and helps us feel like our best selves. We want that for you too today, just like God does. So let's give you some new skills today and a whole lot of God's grace through supportive prayer. 877 573 That's 877-573-7825. 
And every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, uh, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections um, that have been called by some people a, a, a time bomb, the waiting to kind of go off and really change the way we all think and, and live as Christians. And it's, it's powerful stuff. Basically, he talked about how reflecting on God's creation reveals God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier holier relationships now well anxiety is common enough you know we all feel stressed and worried and anxious at times the theology of the body reminds us that it was never god's intention that we would be anxious in fact the first anxiety attack occurred immediately after the fall when adam and eve felt separated from god and each other and they actually try to hide from god We tend to think that anxiety is an unavoidable part of life, but the theology of the body reminds us to look to God's design of the body to understand God's plan for us. And brain scientists tell us that we weren't naturally built to be anxious. In fact, anxiety is a sign that we feel disconnected from the help and support and connection to God and even to others that we were created to actually live in. Yeah, that's right. Actually, you know, anxiety isn't a sign that stressful things are happening. Research shows that anxiety is actually a sign of disconnection. Uh, That even when we're going through hard times, if underneath it all, we feel securely attached to the people around us, our brains actually produce chemicals that help us stay calm, even in the face of that stressful event. By contrast, even if we aren't facing problems or stressful things, we might struggle to feel connected with others, and if that's the case, then we end up feeling anxious. Anxiety is a message that says, go find safe, healthy people to support and help you. The theology of the body reminds us that biology is theology. By prayerfully reflecting on God's design of our bodies, we can discern important insights about what it takes to live a healthy, holy life and have healthy, holy relationships. Well, the theology of the body and brain science both remind us that the key to peace is seeking connection and communion with God and cultivating that community of love with the people that God's placed around us. So if you're feeling anxious, we can help you begin to reclaim your peace by starting to look at some of those connections. Uh, Do you feel as connected to God? as you need to be when you're going through stressful times especially do you feel as connected to the people around you as you need to be when you're going through stressful times especially well, whatever the situation is that is triggering your stress help causing you to feel anxious or making you feel a little afraid we are here to help of course whether it's you or someone you care about anxiety is no fun and we want to help you either reclaim your peace or help the people that you love reclaim theirs the number is 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that number is eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Call up and share. Are you worried about a particular challenge in your life or relationships? Maybe you feel like fear is holding you back from saying or doing something that's important to you, but you can't quite get yourself to do it. Maybe you're worried about the news about the church or the world or you just feel this sort of constant undercurrent of anxiety and you're not quite sure what's going on about that whatever the situation is give us a call whether it's you or someone you care about let's talk about how to 
deal with the impact of anxiety and overcome it today on More to Life. 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls and questions. In the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you all of our anxieties and fears and worries, and we ask you to help us to find our peace. Even in the middle of those problems, help us to begin to, to rediscover our connection with you and to connect the people that you've placed in our life to love and support us. Help us so that we can recenter ourselves in your love and grace and enable and, and, and give us the grace that we need to respond to all those challenges and concerns in ways that are productive and that lead us to the solutions we're seeking. We ask you, Lord, to give us your peace, the peace that goes beyond all understanding, the peace that comes from you, so that in all things we can respond in ways that glorify you and build your kingdom. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled, Have No Fear at All. Are fear and anxiety holding you back? Well, worry no longer. We've got the grace-filled tips you need to reclaim your courage and recapture your peace. And if someone you care about is struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, and you're not sure how to support them, and somehow telling them, hey, calm down, isn't quite working, well, we've got some other ideas that will actually help. (laughs) The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. It's so funny that you should say that. You know, often Jesus would appear before, you know, his disciples or others and and just say, you know, peace be on, you know, peace be unto you. He would enter in and the Holy Spirit would provide that, right? It doesn't work as well for us humans when we just say, calm down, it's okay. No, usually that makes a person just explode and lose it because they don't feel understood. They don't feel heard. And they really don't want you telling them that their their worries, their concerns, their anxieties don't matter. And that's what they hear. So what do you do for yourself and for others? Let's talk about it today. Give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Twenty-five, Greg, we got a question from Sarah, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Pennsylvania. She said, I recently found out that my husband has been texting his old college girlfriend. One of our friends from school knew a bunch of stuff that happened last summer in our family. And when I asked how they knew, she said, Carrie, my husband's old girlfriend, told her. I asked my husband about it, and he admitted that they've been texting since they met up again at last year's homecoming. I feel betrayed that he never mentioned it, and like a fool that other people knew and I didn't. Should I be worried that he didn't tell me? He said it didn't mean anything, so it never occurred to him to mention it. But it makes no sense to me, and I'm afraid I'm being made a fool of. That's Sarah in Pennsylvania. Sarah, thank you so much for the question. And, and yeah, I mean, I think you have um, 
reason to be you know concerned a bit um i'm not suggesting that he's having an affair or anything like or even an emotional affair necessarily but i do think it's important uh, for spouses to be honest about you know who they're talking with on social media especially when it comes to old girlfriends and it certainly is possible that he didn't think anything of it because he you know um whatever you know doesn't doesn't have any feelings for her anymore but but i think they're they're sort of two two areas i'd like to look at here First, I think that you have every right to expect that, that he's going to be honest and transparent about you know who he's talking with on social media, and I think it's perfectly a- appropriate at this point for you, you to even ask for him to unfriend her um, uh, for, and, and not continue those conversations. You know, it might have been different had he been transparent about it from the beginning uh, and open with you, um, but uh, you know, since he wasn't, I think it's okay to say, you know, look, you know, because you weren't honest with me about this or you weren't open, whatever the reason for it, I, I need you to not continue that relationship because it makes me feel, uh, in, in, you know, insecure or, or jealous. Vulnerable, or yeah. Vulnerable. Thank you. The larger issue, though, here I think is um, that I want you to look at your relationship as a whole and see if you feel as secure in the relationship as you'd like to be. You know, if you guys feel as close, if you feel as close as you'd like to with your husband, because I find that, um, especially when it comes to these sorts of situations, um, the solution rarely is just stopping the interaction with the other person. You need to really focus on what do we need to do to build more connection in the marriage. You know, and I think that the, the very telling point of this was that it didn't come up in your daily conversations. You know, you're not having conversations that sort of automatically have that flow of, so what'd you do today? Who'd you talk to? Hear anything interesting? Catch me up on everybody's news. And you actually share with each other. If you feel like you do have that and he withheld this, then there's even more, you know, cause for concern. But if you're having those normal connections, that relationship that Greg is talking about here, there'll be much less of a chance for the rela- your relationship with your husband to not be strong enough to really make it through things like other people entering into your lives in this way. Yeah, so, you know, um, so on, on, for example, on, on Catholic Home, CatholicHOM.com, we, we talk a lot about, you know, the importance of creating rituals of connection, um, that, that couples and families need to have small ways that they connect with each other every day around working, talking, praying and playing together you know and I'd like you to look at that and ask yourself you know how do my husband and I connect around work play talk and pray every day do we have some time where we just you know do the dishes together for example or or, you know fold some laundry or clean up a room together do we have some time where we actually talk not just about you know how was your day fine oh what would you do nothing but but really you know have deeper conversations about well, you know where are we at where how have you experienced god today what, what what do you need me to pray for is there something that uh you know that i can do to help make your day a little easier or more pleasant those kinds of conversations that don't just come up naturally are you praying together every day about your life and and how god wants you to be the couple that he's created you to be and are you taking some time to have some fun and have a laugh together again these things don't have to be these you know long two-hour things it could be you know five minutes here and there with each of those categories but when you're doing that you're creating a stronger connection with each other and so i you know yes absolutely it's appropriate to set some boundaries around this uh, this communication with the the old college girlfriend but but even more important 
is working on deepening the connection that you have in your marriage now so that you can feel secure and you can have that openness and transparency that you're looking for. Uh, because right now it doesn't sound like you have the structure for that openness and transparency and connection that you're looking for. All right. Thank you so much for the uh, question. And if there's more that we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here. Uh, or check out our book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, which really talks about uh, those kinds of things I was just sharing with you, specifically those rituals of connection and how to build them to create a stronger intimacy in your relationship. All right, with that, we are taking your calls at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Our show today is titled, Have No Fear at All. If fear, worry, or anxiety are holding you back, or you're not sure how to help someone you care about who's struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, give us a call. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls in just a minute. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. I told him about the woman who came to me and said her two children hadn't spoken to each other for two years. Their grandma died and she was very wealthy. She left half to each one. She said they're arguing over a commode. She said inlaid. Can you imagine being in hell? And somebody saying to you, what are you here for? EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. That's why the Catholic Healthcare Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health sharing option. Curo's Christ centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit cmfcuro.com to learn more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. This program brought to you by the following nonprofit company. From Affirm Films comes Journey to Bethlehem. This wasn't a dream. An angel came to me. You are in danger, Mary. This child, what is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem, starring Fiona Palomo, Milo Mannheim, Lecrae, Joel Smallbone, and Antonio Banderas. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere, November 10th. Soundtrack also available. More information is at journeytobethlehem.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled Have No Fear at All, as we talk about fear, worry, and anxiety. Are those feelings holding you back? Uh, Well, worry no longer. We've got the grace-filled tips you need to reclaim your courage and recapture your peace. If you or somebody you care about is struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, and you're not trying to support them, Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Joe, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Joe. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Uh, Yes. Uh, 
I just recently uh, lost my mom. Uh, she oh, died I'm so on sorry. August 9. Yeah, she died on August 9, uh, 2023. Just to, you know, mm. and I'm going through a lot. Uh, I was her caregiver uh, for many years. Uh, the last six years uh, was rough because I did it all by myself. Uh, oh, wow. My mom designated me as the sole health surrogate and durable power of attorney. And I had all the responsibility plus running the household. And so um, she was a very loving mother. And uh, even at the mass, uh, when I did her eulogy, I was describing how she had a devotion to our blessed mother how when she was in her teens, she ended up uh, getting some paint because her her father, my grandfather, Adam, was a carpenter, and he was renting houses uh, from house to house. It was during the Depression years, uh, depending on what types of business, uh, work he Cheryl, had. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to you, jump in, and I'm very sorry for your loss, but, but we've only got about three minutes before they make us go to break. So oh, how can we help you today, oh, though? Oh, gotcha. Well, I am feeling a little bit uh, anxious, worried. Um, uh, as I said, she was a very loving mother. I had a, lo a very loving father. And so I'm finding myself to be alone. And in that loneliness, there's sometimes uh. there's anxiety and worry. And I'm missing my mother. I go through points of crying. But uh, well, so, of course, you're going through grief, Joe. These these feelings all make a lot of sense for the loss that you've experienced. Joe, do you have other people in your life or other relationships? Well, I did. Um, I did have a, one released me, or Kim released me. She said she had to be around somebody who was positive, and she says I wasn't just shaking it off. But how could you? I don't think she understood or maybe even had the kind of mother I had that I loved her so much and she loved me. And uh, well, Joe, I'm sorry, this person in your life, I don't care if you and your mother had the worst relationship in the world. Nobody grieves in like two, three months and it's done. That was an unfair thing for her ex to expect. Well, at the same time, Joe, I, I think that, that you're illustrating the point that, that we're talking about here is that anxiety is the result of a lack of connection. Right, uh, and that sense of a loss of connection, and you know, from what you're saying, that you you don't have other people in your life, that that you're that you made your mom and caring for your mom your world, and I appreciate kind of the noble intention there, and I appreciate how much she means to you, and so I want to say two things. First of all, grieving isn't the process of letting go; it's finding ways to stay, finding healthy ways to stay connected to the person that you've lost, and there are lots of different ways that you can do that. Um, I think it's important to know that. Um, as Christians, we believe that those who are asleep in Christ in many ways are more alive than we are. Uh, and, and that's easy to say, I know. But, but I, but I would bring it up because it's important. You can still you know, ask your mom to be praying for you. You can still talk to her. She's still alive in Christ. And, and you want to try to cultivate that relationship. And also ask yourself, what are the things that, um, that she brought to your life? The things that, uh, that, that, for example, maybe there were certain things that you did together. Maybe there were certain... Um, uh, things that you enjoyed together or certain things that she liked that you uh, you know can can appreciate now as well and you want to bring those things into your life as a way of holding on to her and making a, a healthy connection 
uh, moving forward with your mom. Uh, I, you know, one of the things that can happen with grief is that we kind of get get stuck on that sense that I have to get over this person or I have to leave them behind. And that's not true at all. Again, grief is the process not of letting go, but of finding healthy ways to stay connected that allow us to live our life, but bring that person along with us in some way. So I'd like you to look at that. Um, the other part of this, though, Joe, is that, that I am concerned that, that uh, you've made your whole world caring for your mom and that you've kind of lost connection with anybody else or any other thing. And that happens to a lot of caregivers, but then often leads one in the place that you find yourself now. And so it's going to be important to ask yourself, you know, where can you contribute or make a difference? You know, are you involved in your parish at all? You know, are there organizations there that you can become involved in to do ministry for others? The more we're able to find ways to be a gift to others, the more we can kind of come out of those negative feelings that we're finding ourselves in. I'm not, again, I'm not suggesting that you should not be grieving. I'm saying that I, I, I think that you need to be grieving differently in a way that focuses more on how can you make a positive connection, a healthy connection with your mom moving forward, and how can you build healthy relationships and make a positive contribution. Very often when we're struggling with grief, um, we, we end up focusing on the parts that don't let us move forward the parts that don't let us live life and i think that's what your friend was trying to tell you not that you shouldn't be grieving but rather that the way you're grieving is holding you back and and stopping you from living life um you're not memorializing your mom by not living your life right that that's an unhealthy reaction to grief and so if you're struggling to build those new relationships and find healthy ways to be connected to other people i'd encourage you to seek some some good counseling to be able to learn how to uh, grieve appropriately and grieve in healthy ways so that you can hold on to everything that your mom means to you while still while still building a very productive and rewarding life moving forward. And I'd really like you to, to, to really assess two things. You know, what are the things that were so wonderful about your mother that you want to then be able to carry out into the world, those virtues that she exhibited? And also, what did you learn from years of caregiving that you can help other people with because you have that empathy and sensitivity and the ability to negotiate a lot of things she probably needed you to do in life. You have a lot of gifts that came from the sacrifice and the love that you've poured out on her. Take that to prayer and ask God how he wants you to use that in order to make new connections and make a positive difference in, in people in the world. Joe, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you as you go through this difficult time, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about the work that we can do to really help you connect with God's grace in this time. 877-573-7825. We're taking your calls about fear, worry, and anxiety on our show today titled Have No Fear at All. We are living in anxious times, and if you're worried about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships, if you feel like fear is holding you back from saying or doing something that's important to you, but you can't quite get yourself to do it, if you're just worried in general and not sure how to find your peace, we're here for you. Or if someone you care about is struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, and you're not sure how to support them, let's talk it out and find some grace-filled tips for recapturing your courage and reclaiming your peace. 877-573-573. 7825. More to Life will continue with your calls after this. Those who deny the full humanity of the preborn will be toying with the sentiments of pro-life people. They will say, you can't really believe in the humanity of the unborn unless you support this or that piece of legislation. The pro-life position is quite different. We might well believe that we need to improve social conditions, but first of all, we believe 
that the preborn are a good to be protected, even if born into poverty, even if born into unstable, violent homes. We want to eliminate those terrible conditions, but it is the height of arrogance to tell human beings like unborn children who cannot communicate or reason or stand up for themselves that they are better off dead because we know from our own experience that we would choose life and survival over death no matter how poor our social environment. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I often go back to my childhood. In church, we love to be reverent, to Christ present in the Eucharist, to Christ on the cross. But I was also impressed by the reverence of my friends in the Salvation Army. They had a little band, and I used to walk past the band on Sunday morning on my way to church, and I was just a child. But I said, you know, they're trying to pray to God. They're showing reverence to God. All this was reverence. Now what do I see? I hear one irreverence after another. And week after week, month after month, the media churns out things that make fun of religion in general and make fun of Christianity in particular and particularly make fun of the Catholic Church. No class. Absolutely no class. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Throughout Scripture, again and again, we hear that we're to not be afraid, that we must trust in the Lord and be confident in God's providence, deliverance, mercy, and constant care. As theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar once observed, quote, when one surveys even from a distance how often and how openly sacred Scripture speaks of fear and anxiety, an initial conclusion presents itself. The Word of God is not afraid of fear or anxiety, end quote. What a powerful observation. When we feel anxious, God wants us to wrap ourselves in his grace. But sometimes that's easier said than done. A good place to start is to take a moment to remind yourself of all the other times when you were sure you were doomed, but God came through. Allow yourself to relive the relief you felt in those past moments. Then praise God for his past faithfulness and ask for the grace to remember that he is still as faithful now as he was then. To learn more tips for overcoming anxiety, check out my book, Unworried, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Does that sound a little too good to be true? Unworried? Well, we're helping you today to figure out how to get to that place if things are causing you fear, anxiety, or that sense of worry. Welcome back to More to Life. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Have No Fear at All, as we talk about overcoming fear, worry, or anxiety. Are those feelings holding you back in some way? Maybe fear is stopping you from doing or saying something you feel like you need to do. Maybe you're dealing with a particular challenge that you're facing in your life or relationships that's causing you to feel fearful, worried, or anxious. Or perhaps uh, you just have this sort of current, constant undercurrent of anxiety, whether it's from the news or just you don't know why, and you're not sure how to reclaim your peace, we are here for you. And of course, if someone you care about is struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, and you're not sure how to support them, we're here for that too. 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 
7825. Well, and you make a good point, Greg, about the fact that fear and worry and anxiety can hold us back, but often it can cause us to do things that are not the right thing to do in this situation. You know, if you're having anxiety or fear about something, you could be acting out in anger. You could be making rash decisions that you shouldn't be making because you're being fed by those anxious thoughts and feelings running through your bloodstream. If you are concerned that that might be the case or you're just feeling frozen by it all or you're seeing someone else who's being affected in that way and you have no idea what to do about it, give us a call today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825 and we'll help connect you with some new tools and God's grace. Greg, Rachel, who was listening to EWTN radio in Missouri, um, gave us a call. She dropped off. I think I know why. She said her daughter is two years old and always screams when she doesn't get her way, and it's giving her major anxiety. How can she get her daughter to know that screaming is not the way? I think that's why she uh, needed us to address it. All this right, way. Rachel. Um, so, you know what, what I'm hearing, what I'm kind of reading into this uh, th- call here is that you're saying you're, you're kind of thinking that you know my daughter is broken and and I'm a bad mom, right? You know because <laughs> part of us as moms, you know, that's the first thing we think of. We kind of have that sense of I can't I can't control this. This is bigger than me. As moms, we have a two year old who's screaming, especially in public, and we think. Uh, I'm now I'm now two, two, and I can't do anything about this. It diminishes us. We also become afraid that other people will judge us if it's in public. We get washed with a feeling of ineffectiveness when somebody, anybody, but especially a two-year-old, starts screaming, and we don't know what to do. Um, I want you to know that, that, that this is part of your two-year-old's job description, though. <laughs> oh. this, is, this is what two-year-olds do. Um, and, and because they don't have any ability for what's called self-regulation. So, you know, Rachel, think about this. Okay, if you get upset about something, how do you calm yourself down? You know, you might change your self-talk. You might say, hey, Rachel, it's okay. I can handle this. It's going to be fine. You might decide, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go and do this thing that I enjoy or that I'm I find relaxing. I'm taking myself out for a walk or I'm going to do some deep breathing or I'm going to do something to, you know, unclutter my space so I feel effective. But we have resources to talk ourselves into and then do independently. Two-year-olds can't do any of those things, mm-hmm. right? So they scream. And they scream because they want to get the person who's responsible for taking care of them to help them feel better. So this isn't a behavior problem. This isn't your daughter misbehaving and, and you have to teach her that screaming isn't the way. This is a re- regulation problem that, that all two-year-olds have, uh, that they need you, she needs you to kind of hold her and literally airdrop your feelings into her body, right? So what, what, I, what do I mean by that? When, when, a, when a calm parent holds a crying or upset child, especially when we're talking about, you know, say three and under, okay? Um, your job there is to kind of hold your little girl and just rub her back and stroke her hair. Um, if you're still nursing, nurse her. Um, you know, to be the, have that physical contact with her so that your, your respiration can download into her body and she can breathe with you so that your heart rate can sync up with her heart rate and calm her down so that, you know, you, you're, you literally, as you have that physical contact, 
airdrop your feelings into her. And so if you're getting anxious and upset about her being anxious and upset, that's not helping anything. You want to take a deep breath yourself and remind yourself that you're not a bad mom, you're not failing as a mom, and your child isn't broken, that this is just what two-year-olds do. And you hold her close, and you take some deep breaths with her, and you just kind of soothe her and calm her down. At this stage, that's, that's really all you can do because you're trying to teach her body how to learn basic self-regulation skills. You know, so that as she hits like four or five, six, and starts getting some self-talk, and you've kind of taught her how to get herself under control, then she can start doing it more for herself. But for right now, this is just what any baby or any two toddler does to to say, I'm dysregulated and I need mommy or daddy to help me figure out how to get myself calm again. Now, Rachel, and a lot of other parents who are listening to this, you might be saying, I can't hold her. When she is screaming like this, she pushes me away. You know, at, at two, it's it gets more difficult for us as parents because they get a lot stronger than they were at one and it is harder to hold on to them. But we want to be able to get as close as we can hold them a little bit more firmly if we have to. It's okay to hold them and sort of wrap our arms all the way around their arms so they can't lash out at us. Actually sit on the floor sort of um, crisscross style so that our legs are going over their legs so they can't kick us and they can face away from us or, or near us. And just gently hold them and just say, I want to help you calm down, honey. I want to help you get what you need. Let's breathe together. And it can take a few minutes, but when they begin to feel that sense of this is part of how mom or dad is going to help me feel better, then you'll start to get that kind of breath where there's that intake of breath a couple, two or three times in, and then they kind of let it go and their body starts to relax. And that's when you can begin to calm them more and help them figure out what the next step is going to be. You know, they may or may not be able to have something that they want, but you help them through what they can have and how you're going to make that happen and how you're going to be okay together. It needs to be very reassuring that you're in this together and you're on their side so that they don't feel like they have to fight you. All right. So, so but again, I, I, I want you to stop thinking about this as a behavior problem. Right. This is not a discipline issue so much as as this is a a you need to help her calm down issue because two year olds don't have the ability to calm themselves down. Your daughter's not broken. You're not a bad mom. You just need to take a breath, hold her close and, and help her calm down by letting your body download your more relaxed state into hers. But of course, in order to do that, you have to get yourself to a more relaxed place <laughs> first. Now, I want to give you a resource. OK, so because, you know, if you need more support. Because I'm, I'm guessing that you know you have these lots, you have lots of these kinds of questions. I hope that you'll come over and join us at the Catholic Home Community. That's CatholicHOM.com or download the Catholic HOM app. Every day on Catholic Home, which stands for Households on Mission, we have tons of resources, podcasts, videos for you and your family, uh, downloadable activities, and most importantly, our whole team of pastoral counselors are on there giving moms and dads like you uh, daily support on parenting questions, discipline questions, living your faith at home questions, uh, and just really all the things that you need to build a loving, caring, connected family life and get the support you need to feel great about being a strong, confident Catholic mom. So I really invite you to come on over to CatholicHOM.com 
catholichom.com or download the Catholic HOM app. The first month is absolutely free. You can check it out with no risk. Cancel any time. Uh, but you can, I think you'll once you're there, you'll really appreciate the support and the resources that you'll get to really be that confident, caring Catholic mom that I know that's in your heart. Rachel, thank you so much for the call. And if there's more we can do to support you, come on, meet us over there at catholichom.com or download the app. And we are taking your calls, listeners, about fear, worry, and anxiety today on More to Life. Is there a particular situation, a challenge that you're facing in your life or relationships that's causing you to feel anxious? Is fear holding you back from saying or doing something that you feel like you need to do, but you can't quite get yourself there? Or maybe your anxiety is causing you to lash out and do things that you wish you didn't, like Lisa was talking about earlier. Maybe you just have this constant undercurrent of worry and you're not quite sure why or what to do about it. Or someone you care about is struggling with fear, worry, and anxiety and you're not sure how to support them. We are here for you. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. As we get ready to head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. You know, when we read this verse, though, sometimes we feel like the way it's supposed to work, if I'm just faithful enough, is that God is supposed to magically make all my fears go away. That, unfortunately, does not always happen, and it doesn't mean you're a bad Christian. That's (laughs) important to underline. That does not mean you're a bad Christian. If it doesn't automatically happen, God's not punishing you in some way or ignoring you. No, um, but what it does remind us of is what we've been saying throughout the program, is that anxiety is not so much the sign of a stressful thing as much as it is the sign that, that we have lost connection, either with God or our best selves or the people around us who could support us. And the most important thing we can do when we're feeling anxious is not so much run around trying to fix the thing that's going on wrong inside of us, um, but rather recenter ourselves in God's grace, identify what it means to be our best selves in that situation, and when possible or necessary, reconnect with the people around us who can offer us the support and help that we might need to deal with the situation more effectively. And when we do that, that's when we can be delivered from our fears because we make the connections with God, with our best selves, and with others that help us see a way through. And that helps us find our peace. And now, if you are dealing with something that's making it hard for you to figure out how to do that, we are here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call. Let's connect and help you get the peace that you're looking for. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. 7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Do you have an unrelated twin, a doppelganger walking around somewhere? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Scripture points to many who may have been actual twins. 
Doubting Thomas, one of the twelve apostles, may have been a twin. His surname is Didymus, which means double or twofold. Is it possible for each of us to have a twin of sorts, an unrelated person who so closely resembles us that they pass for a twin? Research cited by Dr. Peter Atia indicates that 99.9% of the human genome is identical across all humans. So it is possible that at least one of the billions on Earth could have a slight bit more genetic material that makes them look like me or you. But it isn't just looks. Even certain behavior studies tend to be more similar in lookalikes. The next time someone says you look like George Clooney, research says it's possible. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today on More to Life, our show is titled Have No Fear at All. As we talk about the ways fear, worry, and anxiety hold us back, let us help you reclaim your courage and recapture your peace at 877-573-7825. Once again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Greg, who's listening to EWTN Radio on Covenant Radio. Hey, Greg, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you? Uh, Yeah, I was calling in today uh, about anxiety that I have with my stomach, uh, having access to the restroom. Uh, it's an issue where if I'm traveling somewhere and I'm unfamiliar, or if I am familiar, uh, it, concerns about getting stuck in traffic, concerns about being able to get to the next restroom down the road, uh, public places with my family. I often avoid going to uh, large public places where there could be lines or uh, issues like that that could prevent me to have easy access to the restroom. So I, I now, Greg, is, is help me figure out the chicken and the egg here, Greg. So sure. is it, are you dealing with a medical concern, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that makes it, you know, imperative that you get to the restroom quickly? Or is the medical... Or is the stomach concern coming from anxiety and then not knowing if you can get to a restroom on time makes that even worse? Talk to me about where the concern's coming from initially. I believe it's 100% anxiety. Uh, just mm. because I, I could have that block, I could have that like panic, and I could reach my home, for example, and then there's there's no issue, there's no concern, there's no need to even access the restroom at that point. Okay. So it's it's fear that, you know, what if something happens and I wouldn't be able to get to a restroom that's the concern, not so much something like IBS or something like that. 
Right, and it just it ratchets up. So like I, I get the concern. I might have a growl in my stomach. I I kind of get upset about that, uh, you know, in my mind, and then that upset causes more, sure. you know, discomfort. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, uh, it spins out. Yeah, yeah, so right. Greg, let me let me let me, and you might not have the answer to this, but uh, but I'm going to ask you. If you don't, then I'm going to ask you to kind of think a little bit more about it, and I'll give you some ways to to process this as well off the call. But but um, if you just sort of sit with this for a second and just kind of imagine that feeling, I, I want you to ask you. So where where did you? What experiences have you had in your life that have sort of taught you to be afraid that that you wouldn't be able to do something about your stomach if there you know if there was a stomach problem? Did somebody in your life have have stomach issues, or was there some situation that occurred like this in your life before? Uh, there was a period of time uh, when I got out of the hospital at one point where um, I, I did have stomach issues and I had urgency to to use the restroom mm-hmm. and it just. It kind of stuck with me, and that's been you know more than a decade ago. Yeah. And I, I just have. Why were you in the hospital, it. Greg? What were, were you in the hospital uh, for? I had a I had a head injury, uh, and it required some some surgery to uh, get pressure off the brain and and all that. I see. Okay, um, and. Have you had any, have you done anything to try to treat the anxiety since then? Have you talked with anybody or gotten been any kind of counseling? A uh, general practitioner tried a couple anxiety medications. I didn't care for it. It didn't really help, mm-hmm. so I, I stopped using that. Uh, that's okay. Well, all right. So so um, one thing I'd like you to start doing right now. Okay, I, I, I'm, it's going to be changing your self talk a lot because what's happening right is that. The experiences that you had coming out of the hospital where you did have that urgent need to go to the bathroom, it was traumatic. It was a traumatic experience for you. Like you said, you had an accident, you had to have brain surgery, uh, and then you were having problems afterward after you were released from the hospital. That, you know, th- those are all traumatic things. Um, and our body responds to trauma in, in kind of curious ways. Um, and so what's happening right now is that, that you know, there's a part of you, you know, especially when you're in situations where your mind kind of, how do I put it? Kind of, kind of goes offline. So, for example, you know, as we're driving, you know, we, we kind of go into this state of mind where we don't really, we're not, we're just kind of offline, if you will. We're going where we go mindlessly, and we're doing, uh, or, or you know, we're in an elevator, right? And you know, those times where you step off the elevator at the wrong floor because you weren't paying attention. It's like that, you know, our brain kind of goes offline, and when that happens for you, that actually causes you to have that kind of trauma reaction. You, your brain just kind of goes back to that place where, oh my gosh, what would happen if? And it's going to be important for you to sort of consciously walk yourself through the fact that, okay, yes, this did happen, and I came into this naturally and honestly, um, but but this is why things are different now. And being able to walk yourself through um, all the times, for example, you just related to me, where uh, I went home and I thought I was going to have to go to the bathroom, but then I didn't. You know, are there, you know, I would I'd actually like for you to write these things down. You know, where you actually write down situations when you get to a, a safe place to write down, okay, well, I, th- I was terrified that I wasn't going to be able to go to the bathroom. I wasn't going to be able to find a bathroom. And then I got here and I didn't have to go. And write that down and kind of, I would also like you to write down at the same time, what was going on in your life that was causing you stress? 
because that's feeding this, right? So something else is stressing you out and your body is processing it in this, through this trauma event, okay? And it's, and it's kind of piggybacking onto this experience and making you feel like if I could just go to the bathroom then I would not be as worried about this other thing. It's weird how our mind connects these things, but it's important to identify those connections and then start to find ways to disconnect them so that the new stressor won't trigger the old trauma. So I want you to write that down, okay, and, and identify the times that, you, you, like I said, you, you didn't end up having to use the restroom, um, and also what was going on around, your, in, you know, that was stressing you out at that time of your life, and what is, some, what is one small thing you could do to address that stressor? How could you deal with that thing more effectively? Because when we identify a stressor, the most important thing we can do is start to make a plan for, for affecting that in a positive way. Um, and that's the difference between, by the way, a concern and anxiety. It's okay to have concerns. When we have concerns, we say, oh, gosh, look, there's a problem here. Let me make a plan for addressing that and, uh, you know, go do the thing. When I have anxiety, I don't make a plan. I say, oh, my gosh, there's, there's a problem, and it's a big problem. It's going to run me over. What if it runs me over? What am I going to do then? And, and we start to cycle out. So we, in order to stop that cycle, we have to identify, okay, what is the thing that's stressing me out? And how can I begin to make a plan for addressing that? Because your mind is fo so focused on, on the restroom as opposed to what's really causing my stress, you're not able to find an answer for it. And so it's, 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 it's causing you to spin out with that anxiety. Um, two things I want you to do as a follow-up to this. One, I'd love for you to pick up a copy of Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety. Uh, it's my book that goes into uh, psychological, spiritual, emotional, and relational ways to combat anxiety and reclaim your peace. Um, the one other thought I'll just throw out there in general, um, research really shows that with anxiety disorders, uh, medication is not the f preferred method of treatment. Um, actually, counseling is the research shows the most effective way to deal with anxiety and to overcome it. Um, like with depression, both anxiety and counseling are sort of recommended, but with, with anxiety specifically, um, counseling is the more, is the preferred treatment. And so I really encourage you to seek good counseling either locally, or if you'd like faithful ways to respond to this, you can reach out to us at the, the, through our pastoral counseling practice at catholiccounselors.com. But you're going to need somebody to teach you some skills for managing this more effectively. You can start with the suggestions I'm making on the call here, but I do think that you're going to need more support, especially since this has been going on for almost a decade at this point. Um, sometimes these things can become quite ingrained and it's important to be able to work this out with somebody who can really coach you through it. The good news is with the right kind of help, um, anxiety is very treatable uh, and there's no reason you shouldn't be able to live a very full uh, and rewarding life and get past this so that you can enjoy your family life and enjoy going out with your family and enjoy all the things that you're having a hard time enjoying now. So again, the, the follow through with the recommendations I made on the call, but then if you'd like more support then my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, I think will give you some additional insights. But uh, also either reach out for some local counseling help or contact us at the Pastoral Solutions Institute at catholiccounselors.com to learn more graceful ways to deal with these feelings that you're having. Thanks for the call, Greg. We really appreciate it. And we've been talking about fear, worry, and anxiety today on More to Life. And I guess I want to leave you in this last minute with um, something I was just sharing with Greg. You know, the idea, especially in the book that I wrote, you know, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety. You know, people often react to that title by saying, well, what do you mean unworried? How can I, how can I have a life without anxiety? Or isn't that just part of life? Um, well, yes and no. <laughs> anxiety is certainly common enough, and we all feel anxiety from time to time. Um, but we can have a life without anxiety if we realize the difference between concerns and anxiety. You know, it's reasonable to be concerned about something that's concerning, right? 
you know, that unexpected bill, that health concern, that whatever, you name it. You know, we, we have lots of concerns. But when we have a concern, we bring it to God. We recenter ourselves in his grace. We make a plan and gather our resources and gather the support that we need to deal with that problem. And then we start working on that problem. So we address the concern in positive solution-focused ways, which helps us feel more peaceful. When we're feeling anxious, though, we see that concern and we say, oh my gosh, there's a concern. It's a big concern. What am I going to do about the concern? What if it gets worse? What if this? What if that? And we spin out, like Greg was describing. And that's anxiety. When we don't make the plan and we don't gather the resources, we don't center ourselves in God's grace, we just start reacting and bouncing off of things. We don't have to experience that. That's something that we can learn to leave behind. And so if you're looking for ways to leave anxiety behind, check out my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, or reach out to us at the Pastoral Solutions Institute's Pastoral Telecounseling Practice at catholiccounselors.com, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, and personal life in the light of God's grace. Again, that's catholiccounselors.com. Thanks for tuning in. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.